Episode 7, The Lair. Liars and Leeches is a horror audio drama intended for mature audiences only. It contains sensitive topics including discussions of gun violence as well as depictions of domestic violence, stalking, and murder. More specific details about each episode are listed in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Where are you? It sounds so noisy, I can barely hear you. Newark, at the airport. Newark? Why? Because JFK and LaGuardia suck? No, I know that. I mean, why are you at the airport? I thought you'd be coming back here after you talked to Victoria. Change of plans. When I talked to her, she gave me the name of some guy, Sean, that had talked to her before. He was asking a lot of weird questions about the man who killed her husband. I thought he might know more about the guy than whatever you found in those dusty old archive files. I guess that makes sense, but why the urgency? What else did she say? Uh, let's talk about that when I get back. Nat, what did she say? She thinks the guy that killed her husband is some sort of supernatural creature or something. She doesn't understand it, and it's not like she's saying he's some sort of vampire or werewolf, but she's convinced that whatever he is, he's not... human. And do you believe her? You've never been the one to go on a wild goose chase. I don't... Look, I didn't until she mentioned the guy that killed her husband had a similar mark on his hand as the guy following you. So maybe it's a cult or something. That's why I'm going to talk to Sean. Why didn't you tell me? I could have come with you. I know more about this guy than you do, and he's stalking me. I should be there. There wasn't time to come get you. (laughs) Bullshit! I'm not a damsel in distress, okay? Whatever you're doing, I should be there. Do you feel more comfortable leaving the house now than you did when I left to see Victoria? (sighs) Fuck you. You'll feel better where you're safe. I'm looking after you, and I'll be back by like 9 p.m. tomorrow. We'll regroup then. Attention all passengers. We are now boarding for flight 214 to Detroit. Shit, I gotta go. They just started boarding. Fine, I guess. Fly safe. But you better tell me more when you land. None of this makes any sense. I will. You stay safe, too. Sean lived in Ferndale, Michigan. The ride from the airport was around half an hour, and Natalie wasn't sure what to expect when she arrived, but a quaint photography studio wasn't it. The window was full of photos of happy families and emotional couples, all with giant smiles that seemed to radiate joy. Natalie checked the address again, and then opened the door. 
Hello? Hello. Welcome to Happy Memories, where we'll help capture those unforgettable moments for the rest of your life. Happy Memories? Yeah, I know. It's kind of cheesy, but I thought that, hey, it sums up what we do. If you look through any of our albums, you'll see countless happy customers who are thrilled to have us take their picture. So, let me guess, you're here for um, either a wedding or an engagement shoot, right? <laughs> Hell no. Oh. Well then, what can I help you with? Are you Sean Walker? The one and only. Well, probably not the only one in the world, but the one you're hopefully looking for. <laughs> Did someone recommend you? In a way. My name's Natalie Hale. I was sent here on a tip from Victoria Parks. Oh. Victoria sent you. She did. See, a friend of mine's in trouble. I need to figure out what's going on. Uh, I see. Let's talk in the back. The back room was cozy enough. Photography equipment was pushed to the side to make room for a couple of chairs and two desks with computers. The lighting was slightly darker than the brightly lit main room, but not in an ominous way. It was welcoming and soft. A woman in her 30s sat at one of the desks, editing some wedding photos. Not too far off to the side, there was a door, which Natalie assumed led to a dark room. Vix, can I borrow you for a second? Vix looked up from her work. She studied Natalie with her head cocked slightly to the side, her big eyes taking in every detail. Natalie felt as though Vix was reading her mind in some way which made her feel incredibly uncomfortable. Vix wore a pair of ripped jeans and a sleeveless tank top which fit with the summer sun. However, she wore a pair of gloves as if her hands were the only thing chilly. It was a strange outfit and Natalie couldn't help but stare at the gloves for a moment before looking back at Vix's face. This is Natalie. She's here because Victoria Parks gave her my info. Nice to meet you, Natalie. Same. Nice gloves, by the way. Yeah, sometimes I get a bit chilly back here, you know? Natalie found the room to be incredibly warm and comfortable, but didn't say anything. She just let Sean steer her into a chair and watched as he and Vic sat opposite her. Sean was fidgeting with his sleeves, clearly uncomfortable. His eyes darted between Natalie and Vic's, and he was starting to sweat. Vix, on the other hand, sat perfectly still, gloved hands folded in her lap. She stared intently at Natalie like she was a bug under a magnifying glass. It didn't take much intuition to know they knew something, something they were probably hesitant to share. So, why did Victoria send you our way? My friend Tanya has been going through a rough time. She recently lost both her sister and her brother-in-law, a shooting a couple months back. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it sucked. After they passed, my friend moved into their old house. That's when the trouble started. She said she saw this... this man who'd follow her around. First it was at the supermarket, then she saw him at the train station. I see. Dead flowers got left on her doorstep. She started to feel like... like he was everywhere. Always watching her. So she did some research and found Victoria's name and the similarities between the man who killed Victoria's husband and her own stalker. I went to talk to Victoria because I wanted to prove that there was no connection, but it turns out there is. Or at least, it feels like there is. These guys both have the same tattoo on their hand, for one. Natalie found her eyes wandering to Vix's gloved hands, but forced herself to continue. 
Victoria wasn't like, aliens killed my husband, or anything like that, but she did say the man didn't seem human. I don't believe in that, but I do believe in patterns, and if this guy is still out there, if he's planning on hurting my best friend, I've got to do something. So when she told me about you, I decided to fly out and see what I could find out from you. The awkward silence that followed settled over them like a fog. Natalie took stock of how weird she sounded and how unbelievable her story was. But Sean was sweating even more now, and Vix had barely moved a muscle since she'd begun to speak. Maybe they believed her, or maybe they thought she'd lost her mind. But they definitely knew something. <laughs> you know, that's... that's some story. <laughs> really. I know. Doesn't mean it's not true. You said there were similarities between Victoria and what was happening with your friend. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think there were many, but they both described their stalkers as wearing a similar outfit. They both saw him for the first time at the same grocery store, and both men had the same hand marking. What did it look like? I have a drawing. As Natalie pulled out her phone, she felt uneasy. She wasn't used to being interviewed like this, and Vix's burning stare was making her uncomfortable. Natalie couldn't meet Vix's eyes as she showed her a photo Tanya had drawn of the man's mark. How long after Tanya moved did he appear? She started talking about it a month afterwards, so probably then? Probably? I think. We tell each other everything, but maybe he appeared before then? I don't know. It was a month after she moved that the grocery store incident happened. <sighs> okay. Vix looked at Sean, who nodded slightly. Natalie swallowed her fear down and sat up a little straighter as Vix turned that piercing gaze back to her. Do you know what a leech is? The creepy little worms that suck blood that doctors thought could cure people? Yeah. But what does that have to do no, with- No, not those leeches. A leech. The other kind. No. A leech is a creature that has existed for millennia. It looks human, but it isn't. Essentially, it feeds off of human emotions. What? The stronger the emotions, the better. For some, that means that they feed off of joy. Those leeches are harmless. They're just drawn to happiness or humans experiencing a great deal of joyful emotions. Weddings, birthdays, reunions, those little happy moments in human life. That's where you'll find them. For others, though, they feed off negativity. Grief, fear, hatred. Don't tell me they're in Congress. Most leeches are harmless. They don't actively attack humans or get involved in their lives. They just exist to feed and rest. But others, they feed on the fear their actions cause. They know humans fear the unknown, the frightening, and the monstrous. So they'll harass their targets. Some stalk them. They can even go as far as a physical attack. But not all of them do that. Exactly. Most of them are content to live their lives peacefully and, in fact, look down on those that actually engage with humanity. To these leeches, humans are basically 
cattle. You get a burger, you don't think about where it comes from. But to these more violent leeches, they like the thrill of the hunt. It gives them a rush. They want to know where their food is coming from. Okay? Natalie blinked. She couldn't believe what she was hearing, but Vic said it with such honesty that it didn't feel like a practical joke or a lie. It felt like she was telling the truth. Strong emotions. Like grief and fear. You said your friend lost family members suddenly. Yeah. It, uh, it was a mass shooting at a mall. Oh, God. And she moved into their house. Yeah. So she's grieving a loss and probably scared as hell, living in a house belonging to people she cared about. She'll be like a beacon to a leech. Probably the same one that went after Victoria. Yes? It didn't make any sense. And yet, it did at the same time. The man's arrival was at the same grocery store and the reason he was drawn to Tanya and Victoria. He was fast and frightening and exactly like how Victoria described. But the rational part of Natalie's mind still rebelled at the idea of a monster from myth being the source of all their problems. So, how do you two know so much about these things? Have you met them before? (laughs) Um, you could say that. The reason we know so much about them is because I am one. She began pulling off her gloves. Natalie stared at her with confusion, and the rational part of her mind leapt at that. Okay, now you're just fucking with me. I don't believe in monsters under the bed, and I certainly... She trailed off as she saw Vix's right hand. There was a diamond-shaped mark on it. The same one that both Tanya and Victoria had drawn. We all have these. Or you're all in, I don't know, the same weird cult that harasses people. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's no supernatural shit happening, just some creeps who think they're monsters and- No, that's not it. Vix stood up. She stretched her arms and then began to shift. To change. Her limbs elongated. She faded into what seemed like shadows with only a pair of yellow eyes visible. Wisps of black shadow melted off her silhouette as she began to stretch towards the ceiling. Natalie stared in horror at the nightmarish creature in front of her whose eyes were still fixed on her. Do you see now, Natalie? Natalie toppled backwards out of her chair, scrambling backwards as the creature tilted its head to the side to look at her. A primal terror gripped her, and she managed to stagger to her feet, backing towards the door. Finally, she turned to run, only for Sean to be standing between her and the exit. Hey, 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 it's hey, it's all good. She's not gonna hurt you. Do you see that? I do, I do. Listen, I'm not gonna try to stop you from leaving. If you wanna go, go. Just... Don't tell anyone about us if you do. But I'd like it if you stayed, because of your friend, Tanya, right? Yeah? Tanya's in trouble. I want to help her. We both do. So just breathe. It's okay. Trembling, Natalie turned back around to see Vix return to her human form. Vix gave her an awkward smile as if she hadn't been moments ago a creature of void and shadow. 
To be honest, running wouldn't help. If I wanted to kill you, you'd be dead already. I don't want to hurt you, I promise. That's... that's not helpful, actually. Let me show you something else. What, do you lay eggs, too? Vix chuckled as she led Natalie toward the closed door at the back of the room. Natalie hesitated, glancing back at the exit, but her fear wasn't enough to overcome her curiosity. As the three of them walked through the door, Sean turned on the dim red light, showing that Natalie's assumption had been correct. This door did lead to a dark room. However, all of the photography equipment had been pushed to the side, making room for a giant hole that had been dug into the floor in the middle of the room. Vix cheerfully walked right up to the edge, knelt down, and turned on what looked like Christmas lights lining the edge of the hole. Welcome to the lair. You have a lair? All leeches do. It's where we go to rest and restore ourselves. Though mine's probably the cutest one you'll see. Natalie crept closer and peeked over the edge to see what she meant. The hole was less golem and more hobbit hole, decorated with lights and trinkets that Vix must have collected throughout her life. Natalie saw posters of kittens, stuffed animals, and mugs decorated with punny statements all leading down to a colorful array of pillows and blankets. Jesus. You're like a teenager. I like cute things. What can I say? You humans are adorable. With your obsession with baby animals and soft, squishy toys. Ugh! can't resist. Vix is different from a lot of leeches. Sometimes, Sean says, I'm like Ariel. (laughs) The Little Mermaid was my favorite Disney movie. Oh, I mean, that's fair. As Natalie looked at the lair, her mind began to settle. And as it did, a horrifying conclusion began to dawn on her. The man following Tanya, he's like you, he's a monster. I wouldn't call myself a monster, but I guess to you, yes, leeches are monsters. And it certainly sounds like one is following your friend. Jesus, Tanya! Pick up, pick up! Hey, you've reached Tanya. I'm not able to come to the phone right now, but if you leave a message, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks. Hey, it's me. I need you to stay inside, okay? And don't open the door to anyone who isn't me. I'll be home as soon as I can, but I need you to stay the fuck inside. Promise me. And text me or call me to let me know you got this. Bye. I gotta go. I have to get back to her. I know, and I'm coming with you. What? You are? Yes. First off, your friend is in trouble, and I want to help. And besides, every time a leech does something like this, it puts all of us at risk. If humans found out about us, none of us could live in peace. So, I want to help. For your friend, and for me. Right. Then I'm coming too. Are you sure? Yeah. You need backup. Someone to drive the getaway car, if need be. Oh, you're the best. As Vix leaned in to kiss Sean on the cheek, Natalie tried to weigh her options. She wasn't keen on traveling across the country with a creature that looked like it crawled straight out of the latest horror movie, but she didn't have many other choices. Besides, she didn't have monster fighting experience, and neither did Tanya. Without Vix, 
they'd be left trying to be Buffy the Leech Slayer all on their own. And who knows how that would turn out. Fine. You can come with me, but if you fuck this up, I will make it my personal life's mission to ruin your lives, okay? That's aggressive. When my best friend is involved, I get aggressive. Oh, that's so sweet. Ugh, I love how loyal you humans are to each other. Whatever, let's go. Episode 7, The Lair. Starring Ryan Reed as the narrator, Kendall Bird as Tanya, Newton Newt Shadokati as Natalie, Lindsay Wells as Vix, and Jason Lasky as Sean. Liars and Leeches was produced by Hemlock Creek Productions. The story was created by Marissa Ewing and the script written by K.J. Scott with script editing provided by Meg Williams. Dialogue editing, mixing, and mastering was done by Marissa Ewing. Sound design by Melissa Pons and music written by Nico Vitesi of We Talk of Dreams. Additional recording assistance provided by Jordan Alexander and Trey Baker of Music City Studios. To learn more about the show, cast, and crew, visit www.hemlockcreekprod.com. That's hemlockcreekprod.com. Thank you for listening. We will return next week.